We're the Pragmatic Doulas. This is a podcast where we talk all about birth and other interesting things. Birth may be a goddess, but she doesn't want to be worshipped. She wants to be respected. She doesn't want incense. She wants common sense. That's what we always do. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pragmatic Doula's podcast. Welcome this back. Is, this is going to be crazy. Another heavy we, episode. Yes. It wasn't supposed to be, but... <laughs> but hello, we don't control the world, right? No, we don't. So, so we're, we're responding to a couple of things that happened this week. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, we'd like to give our condolences to our listeners in the United States um, for the mass shootings that happened this week in El Paso, Texas, and Dayton, Ohio. Are you sure about those cities? I'm pretty sure Are about you sure? those cities. <laughs> El Paso and Dayton. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, we feel horribly that this is the kind of stuff that our American neighbors have to deal with so frequently Yes. that m- my heart just doesn't know how to process this 3.30 in the morning after the... El Paso, Texas um, shootings. I was up in the middle of the night. I couldn't sleep. I was there's so much going on in my head about the hate and bigotry and whatnot that is plaguing the world today. And went like an idiot. <laughs> went on my phone mm-hmm. and found on Twitter that there had been just a few hours prior to that had been the shooting in Dayton, Ohio. And it pretty much has thrown me into a deep-ass depression this week with a bunch of other things that we're going to discuss today mm-hmm. um, to the point where I'm still in my pajamas. So I put a bra <laughs> on for you guys. Thank you. But I did not. You didn't need to. I didn't. We're, we're cool. <laughs> Let them um, swing. So. <laughs> I don't have that problem. So. <laughs> So this is going to be a pretty crazy uh, episode, not what we had intended to do today, but as what we What was said, our intended? We were topic. going to have a really nice, fun one about how doula is life. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, work. we're going to do like the doula word game, game sort yeah. of thing. But we'll do okay, we'll do that week. next week. To today's kind of, word to is bring you bigotry. Up. Yeah. yeah, today's <laughs> word is exclusion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This podcast has been brought to you by <laughs> exclusion. the letter H, homophobia. Can yeah. you spell it? Yeah. Yep. Okay. All, All right. right. Who so wants, who wants to share? Who wants what to else just explain been? the? So once again, our deepest heartfelt um, respect and condolences for anybody who's been affected by those horrible events or any gun violence or any gun violence at all because we've got our own share of it happening right here in our beloved city of toronto and um yeah there's been like a sudden upswing i'm not like i don't know what is happening (coughs) yeah i don't know in the week 21 people have been killed this week and in, in toronto yeah and that's just unheard of and is this being a is it an a side effect of the indifference to gun violence in the states like are we seeing a yes. a swing because who, who, of, who knows i mean it's as I, canadians I, it's it's easy for us to say that because we are in, often affected by what happens down there um but i, I think I'm, in toronto this is this is this Toronto is gang specific. violence. Yeah, Toronto this is specific. not necessarily. And we often which is see not good an, either. A, an upswing in in the summer. Yes, it's what almost it? like two thousand and six. The summer the year, of the gun, the summer the of the, the gun, gun, or something. like I that. I think this has surpassed it. I think this yeah. year has surpassed it. Yeah. So, the uh, but on top I, I of all of that, I kind of wanted to link somehow because I do feel that there's a connection between the shootings that happened 
in Ohio and in Texas with the issue that we're going to be talking about today. They're two very different issues, but I have this this thought that the notion that it's okay to express one's bigotry, one's need to exclude other people, that the notion that it's okay to do that has become acceptable. Yes. And that manifests itself in different ways. Sometimes tragically and horrifically um, in mass shootings and sometimes in other ways. So why don't you, can you explain to our listeners what we're talking about? What's happening today in the birth world that's got us all fired up? Oh, goodness. All right. Midwifery today. And I'm sure as you guys listen to this on Monday, you are going to have already, if you're listening, if you're in the birth world, you would have already heard that the Midwifery Today Conference, one of the most looked forward to events in the birthing world each year, is being held in a, um, a Christian fundamentalist Christian, Christian, Christian venue. Church. Yeah. And along with that venue came a certain set of rules. With that rule is that those the, the rules within this church is that Do we if have you the are actual policy written down, um, LGBTQ community is not welcome in that venue. Now they did the the policy didn't come right out and and say that, but what it did say is that um, any activities that support anything other than heterosexual traditional marriage between a man and a woman. That that's if they if, if you could please refrain from doing that supporting or condoning any activities that support or condone anything other than that kind of relationship. So we all know that that's what they mean. So what they're so what was asked when this came up? I know everyone's looking forward to it. Everyone is watching for this conference. Um, it came up that we have primarily wh- white straight midwives. And educators, who, yeah, who are speaking, at who the are conference. speaking. Yeah. So many people came back and said, you know, we would, we don't see any representation of um, LGBTQ families mm-hmm. um, or LGBTQ midwives um, or topics or women of color, yes, or yes. trans people, or we don't see anything other than this one set. Yeah. Um, so the reply was, and I'm, this is a quote. Sorry, but in this venue, we can't. Though it is a secular conference, our venue is in a Christian retreat center with guidelines that are opposed to this, meaning having those who identify this way as a speaker. Yep. Um, And obviously then having any topics that speak to working with families. Mm -hmm. In those communities. In those communities are not, not allowed. welcome mm-hmm. are not allowed and will not be op- will not be represented mm-hmm. in this conference. Mm-hmm. And I think the comment further went on to say, "Oh well, maybe next year." Exactly what was said was Karen Crow came back and said, "Gotcha, then we can't be there." You know, mm-hmm. unhappy sigh. Jan came back with Sorry, perhaps another time. This is a very unusual venue for us, but so reasonable in price that they gave us and they gave give us so much. I'm not sure what so much is other than the fact that you've just rented a secular venue or a sec- it's a secular event in a Christian venue. So I think that they meant 
by what she meant by that last little bit is that the venue threw Offers. in a whole bunch of other things because yes. I think it's a camp retreat it is. place. Yeah. It isn't just a building. No, it's a whole thing, and they've got a really good deal for money. Yes. So, just so that people, some people might not know what Midwifery Today is. It's an international midwifery magazine where midwives from all over the world contribute to. So it um, purports to represent midwives from all walks of life. Well, their, from, their tagline is for all midwives yeah, everywhere. everywhere. And, um, and Jan Triton, is that how you say her name? Mm-hmm. Is the, what's her official title? I don't know, editor-in-chief. She started it. Big boss lady, I don't know, founder, whatever. She's the spokesperson for it, and she has said very little about the uproar that's happened because she's apparently away on vacation. And and, uh, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Um, But when the but be ready when you're when you come back when your shit is burning around behind you, Mm -hmm. you you can't vacation doesn't exist anymore. You have to address this. Yeah, you do. Or again, it has to be so not important to you someone has let her know obviously she is yeah, away yeah. from social media she's not in a yeah. place but someone had to have let her know that something yeah. is abreast is in an uproar is on fire as you put and i'm sorry you must know you there, you there is to no way you have that to read this shit beforehand and that her and her mm. whoever it is People. that she made these decisions with none of them said you know what this is going to cause a huge... Somebody might be upset about this. Yeah. Give me a break. No. So what this is, is exclusionary practices. What this is, is is it's violence, really, against the 2S LGBTQ community. And that's the bottom line. It's violence. It's it's bigotry, and it's unacceptable. Right. Oh, my God. I'm so angry about it. Well, what did you it. say? You're sad, but also mad. Yeah, You're I'm angry. Both. I'm sad because I feel I've been let down by a community, the midwifery community, that I really naively felt had my back. And I know, come on, I'm a woman of color. I know that. I know not to do that. I know not to do that. But still, we often live in a world where we just hope and expect that this community or these people are going to have my back. And then when you find out that they don't, it is very disappointing. After the disappointment comes the anger and the outrage after that ideally comes action so i want this conversation to lead to that what are we going to do about it what can we do is there anything to be done again in my idealized head in my hope because we always have to hold out for hope was that while jen was away was what i was hoping is someone had informed her what had happened and that since she seems to be away on some sort of a retreat from life without uh-huh. social media without uh maybe she's at the christian camp maybe she's just <laughs> maybe that's what they the actually extra, have wi-fi that's the extra that's that the they extra threw part. in um is that perhaps she has an opportunity for a reflection on how this is not cool innocuous. it's not okay it not it's not acceptable okay. Not okay on how the the message of you can come because we said it's for everybody mm-hmm but, but we're going to have it in a place where you can't, where you, as an LGBTQ individual, cannot be yourself. Cannot come. You cannot speak about your family. You cannot. Well, again, they're not being silenced in the. No one's saying you can't talk about your family. But we're saying you're not welcome to speak here because we are not welcoming you to represent yourself mm-hmm. or represent the community. 
Um, so you can't come with your wife. You can't come with your children. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't as and you as, can't stand up and say, as a queer midwife, as a trans midwife, yeah. as a gay person, blah 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 blah. These are my issues. No, you can't stand up and say that in any because there that kind of issue that kind of thing might come up in any session in any conference session yeah. it doesn't have to be a conference session that's addressing those things specifically mm-hmm, right. i've been to a lot of things where i had to say hold on a second this affects me in this way as a woman of color this affects me in this way as a person who lives in canada or whatever people will have connections to to issues that come up and in that venue two s lgbtq people can't no. stand up to say this these are my issues and th- that's fucking bullshit. It is fucking bullshit. And uh, there's a petition. Can you tell us about the petition. Who knows that? Oh, there was a petition. I, I don't know if it was change.org or whatever it was. Org. Saying that they were petitioning it to change the venue. It's too late. Mm-hmm. It, that is not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we spoke earlier this morning. We touched on this in how... That is not how you make this better. That is not how you heal the harm of the message you've put out by saying you cannot stand in who you are and be welcome here and speak here. That does not heal it. How do we heal it? We have to, you have to use the words. You have to do the action. You have to create a... We honestly did not believe that we were creating this intent. Knowing everything that this woman, Jan, has done to grow midwifery, to be inclusive of people Mm. already, it does not match. These things do not match. So we need the person who speaks, who steps forward. We need the person who leads this charge to be someone people respect already, be someone people have now been harmed by, and we need to hear from you. We need you to, to hear you say, I'm we sorry. were wrong. I'm sorry. We were wrong. We fucked up. We thought yeah, we, we could going get to do around everything this. we can to fix this. Yes. And what that means is we we're need to do hear from you. We're going to do better. We commit to doing better. We commit to the struggle, the inner struggle and the outer struggle, which is, that's my thing. The inner struggle is the big one, is I want you to go away. What I want you to do is take yourself outside. I want you to go dig into those deep parts of your place that allowed you to believe the message mm-hmm. that, was that this would be portrayed. okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that that is what we need to come back from. Um, now to- I'm always so curious about the thought process because I, I wish I, I could have been a fly on the wall during the time when this was being discussed. Where should we have our conferences where people? Where? Where should we go? Oh, Let's choose this place. And I, I just want to... They're going to give us know. all of this stuff. Yes. I want to know who Except. said what. Did anybody say anything? Did anybody point out anything? What was the thought process that led to this decision? Yeah. Because it's such a fucked up decision that I don't understand. When somebody says, oh, you know, maybe she just didn't get it. Or she didn't think about that. That's bullshit. I don't believe that at all. No, I can't. You have to read all that. You can't just sign on the dot. You can't tell me she just signed on the dotted line without reading this You read stuff. those policies and then decided, oh, well. And, and her response to that person says that she, she really feels, oh, well. So all this defense of her, there's another, there's like a counter. Yes. So there's backlash about what's happening. And then there's a counter backlash. There are people who are defending her. Oh, she's amazing. She's wonderful. And she's great. That's nice. 
But she's also the this person. Is, she but she also, did this thing. She also did and she's, this thing. Yeah, even she's she, responsible for making this And she has decision. to own that. She has she to has own, own it. it. It yeah. is responsibility because even <clears throat> if a subcommittee, the midwifery today is huge. Yes, it like is. A subcommittee was put together to go out and scout out spaces, find out. There's always a conference committee. Yeah, there's a conference yes. committee. Mm-hmm. So the people on that might have gone ahead and and not mentioned these parts and then said, please just sign on the dotted line for the check so we can get this. And then after this might just have all blown on to her now. And she's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I have been failed. But again, this now gives you the opportunity. It does not help, though, when you just call out people without us knowing everything that's happening. Because I can, all of us can sit here and say, the message is fucked. The message is not in line with what Midwifery Today has done. But it demands response. Mm -hmm. Demands appropriate response. That does not help, though, when you come out and start saying, old white midwife needs to shut the fuck up. No, actually, she doesn't. She needs to speak up. She needs to speak her message. Mm Attacking a person mm-hmm. doesn't help fix anything. Right. I, agreed. Right? I mean, agreed. I Donald Trump drives me around the, the fucking bend. But, but you can he, call him an asshole all you want. The only way you're going to get any change is if you vote him out. That's right. But th- it doesn't help to call him fat. It doesn't help to call him orange. <laughs> it doesn't help to call him whatever it is you're going to call him help, other than feels, ignorance. But it feels so, so good. good. I just like ignorant because really it just it's truthfully in- encompasses the man. But anyhow, this like, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't help to attack, put people further back into defensiveness and less willing to take ownership of their shit. Call her out for exactly what is happening, allowing a decision to be made that is not in line with the. I haven't read, message. and I've been obsessed about this the last couple of days. I haven't read anywhere that anybody has attacked her personally. Oh, yes. I mean, maybe they they have. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, fair enough. That's not cool and and not helpful. Not helpful. And it deflects from the real issue. That's what that does. That it's, is exactly what it's yeah. doing. It's making it a fight between women instead yeah. of a fight to unify birthing people. Yes. Yeah. To yeah. unify the midwifery community. This has created a division. Yeah. People are saying other the LGBTQ and the, these who are community and the everybody else who is a, attacking this or upset with this is creating the division. No, by saying... By choosing a space that is unwelcoming, that is violent, it, it is basically condoning violence. Yes. It is saying you're not worthy to really stand. You better pass for straight. Mm-hmm. That is what has kept the violence there. You're different. Yeah. So I have a right to judge you, to make you not welcome here, to make you not accessible here. It to make things not accessible to you mm-hmm. or to make you feel like you are worried all the time that someone's going to know. And I want to say this, and it's going to sound h- harsh, but in my mind, it's as harsh as reality. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have problems with with podcasters. Uh, our podcast is about doula work. Our podcast is about birth work. That's what That's what we talk about at the core. And so we shouldn't get political but my personal feelings about that are this every single morning you get up out of your bed you're performing a political act the air you breathe is political right is the air clean is it dirty why is your air dirty while another city's air is clean that's political everything you do is a political act and if people so this is what's going to sound harsh. If people who listen to us and they don't like 
that we're talking about issues that affect all of us and that are directly related to the birth world and so therefore are political, then I'm sorry, we've already dropped you. So if people feel pressed to unfollow us because they don't like our stance on this issue, that's okay. We've already dropped you. So <laughs> we're okay with that because this this is where we stand. Um, it is not cool for homophobia to be allowed to go unchecked. And uh, I'm absolutely not there for it. And I'm going to talk up and I'm going to say something. And if whoever doesn't like it, mm. And let's say it for what it is. It's not homophobia. You are not allergic. You are not. Yeah. You do not have an innate mental health issue with people who yeah. Yeah. are gay or in the LGBTQ community. You're an asshole. Mm -hmm. yeah. You are allowing yourself to live in fear. You are allowing yourself to breed hatred. Mm -hmm. You are not homophobic. Yeah. Okay. It, you Fair know? enough. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is, it drives me crazy because it's, it's, oh, it is not a mental illness. Yeah. Homophobia. No. It makes it sound like you have a mental illness. You are not mentally ill. You are ignorant and mm -hmm. you're choosing to stay in the ignorance. And I encourage you, if you dig deep and you find you, you have those judgments inside of you, get help. Talk to somebody. Go, like, go talk to someone who will help you grow. Don't stay there. Don't make this okay. You can choose to change. But somebody wants, but they has to want to, to want change. To. It's that, like alcoholism. You have to want, want to. to change. Because mm -hmm. some of the, some of the um, defenses that I've been reading about, those people do not want to change. No. They're entrenched in the idea that one person even said something about gay agenda. And I'm like, oh, my God. Are you serious? Are you was fucking that the one we read kidding this morning? me? It was, was that, part. It was a yeah. part of that thread. Yes, that that you God sent this morning. Sake. Something said something. You know, you don't. Not everything has to be about special interest groups. Not everything has to. Uh, so midwifery. And you need to grow up. That yeah. was the part. What is that your? Oh yes. Get your big girl okay. panties on. Somebody said, and Ugh. I said people are expressing their outrage, and the very fact of the outrage signifies to me that that we want a different world. Yes. That the world that you feel so comfortable inhabiting is not the world that we are all trying to move towards. So all those people who are entrenched in that, well, you know, it's this and that, and they have the right to do this and that, and, and midwifery today is not a corporate entity. None of that matters. No. None of that matters. So you've all those people, you have a choice. Commit to evolution. Commit to trying to struggle w along with the change or just understand that you're doomed to become a fossil a fossil that's what happens evolve or become a fossil that's right so part of me i know that i was sad and then i was mad and then now i'm just like shrugging my shoulders like you know what this kind of shit is going to happen anyway yeah this this is where the world is moving we're not interested in any of that bullshit any longer so i'm as of today not gonna waste my breath anymore because that's what i've been doing for the last 48 hours <laughs> um arguing my points no i'm not i'm not going to change any minds i've just realized that i'm not going to no. change any minds and it doesn't matter anyway because guess what the change is already here 
And that's one of the reasons why, one of the things that I think that we should or shouldn't do. Sign the petition, absolutely. But it doesn't end there with your name and a, and a period. No. Signing the petition is one thing. But I'm not interested in forcing Midwifery Today to change their conference venue. No. No. All it's done is define who they are. So if they decide they, to change their <clears throat> conference venue, do I want to go to their damn conference afterwards? No. They decide to have it in a hotel where everybody can go. I still don't want to go now. Yeah. I don't want to go to their conference. I don't re- want to read their magazine. I don't want anything to do with them anymore. I'm, I'm, that's it. That's and it. That's, and that's part of the unfortunate side is that an organization or a magazine that was, as you were saying, you know, was really good. You were, you enjoyed reading this I did. magazine. I got lots you got of good lots education. Of, lots exactly. of, yeah. And yeah. now, as a result, it's going the way of the dinosaur now if it cannot evolve. Right. Darwin's right. stepping in here, people. You either need to evolve or die. Or commit to being a fossil because that's what's going to happen. Yes. And as angry as I am, my words are not going to change that. That has to come from you. You have to decide, hmm, I need to look into this and start that process because it is a process. Nobody goes from thinking one thing and then the next morning they wake up and all of a sudden they've seen the light. It is a process. Yes. We all grew up in a society that told us that being gay was bad, that being black was bad, that being different was bad. We all grew up with those messages. Now... Now we have to stop and say to ourselves, hmm, I hear these messages and I don't actually believe them. If you dig down deep, ask yourself where you got those messages from, who told you about them, and then decide for yourself, I'm not okay with this because this doesn't actually fit in with my vision of how I want the world to be. And then you root it out and you expose it and you work on it day after day after day. I grew up with those messages. We all did. Oh, you have no idea what I so grew don't, up with. So don't even pretend that, oh my God, I've just, I have a black friend. So therefore, oh I'm God. not racist. That, that one. I have lots of gay friends. I have a gay I have friend. Friends. Therefore, I gotta be homophobic. Me? No way. Um, Sorry. That doesn't mean you don't have judgments about your friend. That's bullshit too. <laughs> you have to dig into your bias. You have to dig into your bias. You've got to and root you have it all to, out. And as you say, you have to figure out where that bias is coming from. Yeah. And are you going to be able to fix that bias? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to own that bias and just be who you are? Yeah. And if you're going to be who you are, you have to understand that in this particular topic, you are going to, as you say, become a dinosaur. You're going to get pushback. Yeah. If you choose to stay stuck in the place where exclusion and bigotry and misrepresentation is your jam, if you choose to stay in that place, you need to understand that people are going to push back because those of us who've been excluded mm-hmm. all this time, those of us who've had hatred thrown at us in big ways and in small ways, we're not standing for it any more so we're coming for you we are so i get it all that fear that's fueling a lot of this you're right to be afraid because all of those communities that have traditionally been oppressed we're we're done we're done and you can either get on the right side of history or stay where you are but understand that you're not going to go quietly into the night we're going to call you out just like we're calling out jan triton and midwifery today we're calling them out today because that's the way of the new world. That is how we're going to affect change. By first calling you out and then doing other things. So allow me to do a little call out here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is from Carol Kellogg, also a very well-known midwife. The 
and this is something that she said, when we talk about agendas, people are believing that this is all some part of some bigger agenda other than yeah. active open inclusion yes. which is a fucking agenda let's That's say right. that i want everybody there i want That's everyone my agenda. to just yeah. walk and stand <laughs> on this earth whether you are christian or jewish or whatever place you come from i don't care who you believe in or with or if you don't believe anything we have all equally been placed on this earth yes so even if someone else is not in line with what your belief system is guess what god decided they belong on this earth too so how about we just... Whoever God you like. Whoever God you like. However you identify <laughs> or, that person. Or, 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 or don't. Or don't. Yes. Whatever you believe, they have a right to stand equally in this world with us. Anyhow, the agenda that people are, are talking about... So everyone has a belief that this is some part of a bigger agenda. The end game seems to not only be erasure of the woman, but also of birth power. That is the statement. I want to that counter this. That is the fear? This. That is, this is what someone believes. Carol Kellogg? Yes. Saying that? This is what some people, and she is not the only one in this long yes, list yes, of yes. people yeah. who have said Talking they believe. Talking about erasure of the woman. Identity or mm. identity, identity politics. Identity politics. Yeah. There, there, there will be no politics if everyone is equally able to stand in who they are. Everybody's is, identity is wrapped up in politics. Correct. By the way, Carol. Yes. <laughs> I do not We're care. We're so going to get sued. If you have a vagina. She said it. She yeah. said it. She so. said it. Mm-hmm. Um, and We're she just quoting her. Forum here. Yeah, and this okay. is where she stands. Um, and she speaks about these cervix, vagina, entrapped in male floss will want to be delivered also. What the Meaning f- she's talking about the control, the control of woman. But we are not trying to erase woman. Woman comes in many forms. We can't erase women. You literally cannot erase the identity of someone who identifies as woman. Mm-hmm. You cannot. You That is how you identify. You have... We're not taking anything from We're not from taking those. that away. We're just acknowledging Adding. that there's more, more to it. That the definition is bigger. It is yeah. bigger than, than the fact that you have a vagina and a mm-hmm. cervix and that you have birthing power. We want birthing power to be represented in all forms. In all forms. No matter how you came into this world, no matter how you exist in this world today. No matter how you identify no in this world. No matter how you identify in this yes. world. If you, you have birthing power mm-hmm. and midwifery has always drawn itself and doula work as well, to owning your birthing power and your birthing choices. And mm-hmm. supporting you wherever you are. Wherever Whatever you are. place you are in. That's what. That's why I love this job. Because I can openly support anyone who is going to make that grand choice, or not choice, but grand decision to give birth. Hmm. I, uh, I yeah. hate this topic. I just want to curl up in a ball and die. Mm. Nope, we can't. We can't. I know. I won't let you. I so know. the reason the politics <laughs> part came sad. up is because someone mentioned the erasure of the word woman mm-hmm. or woman from practice documents because midwife means to be with woman. Mm-hmm. Fine. Yeah. But that does not erase women. No. No, we're talking about including all people who stand to give birth. <coughs> yes. This is what that means. So, no, we are not erasing women. We are not making us all eunuchs. Nothing like this is going on. It is simply allowing you to identify the way you do and being with you mm-hmm. at the time of birth. That does not mean that we have erased anything. Is this like 
I just thought, like, you know, toxic masculinity. Is this toxic femininity? You know? Toxic feminism? Toxic feminism. Like, when, when men, when men are afraid of doing certain things that make them appear less masculine... Mm-hmm. That's a part of to- toxic masculinity. So uh, uh, a man who is secure in his masculinity is not afraid to let right. his daughters paint his nails, for instance. Yeah. And I remember my daughter, my uh, brother, my former brother-in-law doing this. Let his daughters paint his toenails purple and silver, and just left it on there till the nail polish just wore off. And went to uh, gymnastics classes with them with his shoes off, and didn't give a hoot what the other dads thought of him. Because what the hell does that have to do with my identity as a male and as a man? Is this kind of what? Is happening here too. I'm afraid of the definition of woman being expanded to include other beings besides the ones who look like me. Weren't we talking about this last week? Yes, we were. Women who look like me or act like me, that's what we traditionally have been known to identify as a woman. And I identify and I present as a pretty feminine looking woman, I, I must say. That's who I am, but that's not who all women are. Meanwhile, I wear the same t-shirt and jeans I wore in high school. <laughs> Literally go to the same store. Okay, the fact the that you can jeans. still wear the no, same no, t-shirt yeah, I don't mean, That's upsetting. That's My upsetting. tits haven't grown, okay? They're well, still all the okay. same. All right. Actually, they were bigger in high school. Yeah, they just look like eggs floating around in a <laughs> frying pan with too much butter. But um, <laughs> can, I, can I say something that mm-hmm. is probably going to... This is not going to show me in a in a positive light, but I'm going to openly we'll say this. <clears throat> a while ago, and I mean maybe a few years ago, I don't remember exactly when this sort of happened, but when people started, I started finding online people were sort of erasing the E from the word wo- women or the A from woman, mm-hmm. and they were removing sort of that. Mm-hmm. Making an alternative to yeah. like, a Y or something. And as someone who is, you know, in her late 40s, <laughs> yeah. almost 50, yeah. someone who has identified as a woman, yeah. you know, as female, cis, white, het, you mm-hmm. know, my whole life, I saw that and I thought, what the fuck? Yes. Why the fuck? I, and it took me a while to take a step back and go, okay, that's okay. Because that's how that person, that's how those people, how they are identifying, that's how they want to do it. Mm-hmm. And for me, I don't have to write it that way. When I am writing when you're it writing for about myself, yourself, I can write right. it the way so I want to. So you're not being erased. That's right. And when I'm talking about Kim, I'm going to say she. I'm going to say her. Because that is that, how yes. I identify. But when I don't know, I'm going to say they. Yeah. And All of that. Because I it took and I'm not gonna lie, it took me a bit of time to go yes. Sure. But I don't want to be erased as a woman. I don't want to have that removed because that is how I see yeah. myself. Yeah. And again, it took me really delving into and this happened about the same time that I was changing the language in my class. Mm-hmm. And it took me a bit to realize that, oh, you know what? Yeah, that's this person, that's these group of people, this is how they want to be seen. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
that doesn't mean I have to do that. Mm-hmm. I can be seen how I want to so be seen. So you're not being erased. No. Look yeah. at that. Yeah, I'm not actually being erased. I'm actually expanding, expanding yeah. the definition to include everybody yeah. who have been traditionally excluded. Exactly. It's like building bridges instead of walls. Yeah. Do we have to put walls around the word woman? No. Let's open it up and expand it to everybody. Yeah. That's 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 the bullshit that I that And I, I think got when we talk that. about I mean when we look at language today as well. Like, shit, language has evolved so incredibly far. And right now, we are in a massive explosion of new ways of speaking and, you know, ways of identifying and words that we are using to identify ourselves. And this this is not a bad thing. Language is an amazing evolution of who we are as a society. And if we can embrace those, that shows us that we are an all-encompassing, inclusive, diverse, amazing Mm -hmm. group of individuals. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I, I sit here, I've had to... I let my kids swear, okay? I don't have a problem that they swear. Guess. We curse at the dinner table, and I know there are some people that are like, what? So long as I it's use... in proper context. Exactly. <laughs> and hey, not directed at me. When my son was 18 months old, he used the word shit in the right context. I think it was oh shit. In the right context, I was proud, okay? But I let my kids use the F word when it's in context and when it is the word that it can that that's the word that fits Mm -hmm. because it's for some people it's like oh my god that word but for me it's an expression Mm -hmm. it's how you feel it is an evolution i think language is amazing Mm -hmm. and we have to embrace it and if it means we have to change the way we identify certain people are identifying and and choosing the words that work best for them why is that a bad thing it is not a bad thing um, I, I sorry. I just want to add on to this language thing. We also need to acknowledge that language is power. Yes. This is what this is what I think. This is what's clear to me about these people who are all up in arms and de- in defense of of what midwifery today is doing. That they don't get that piece. Mm-hmm. Language is power. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, why would I be so very very sad about the t- passing of Toni Morrison? Mm-hmm. Uh, an amazing African-American writer. This fucking week. This fucking week. It's been a shitty, shitty week. Very shitty week. Because her words and the passing of Maya Angelou, those words oh have God. affected people. And who anybody who says that it doesn't matter, language doesn't matter, mm-hmm. hasn't read a book, hasn't mm-hmm. read a poem, mm-hmm. hasn't heard a speech that moved them, hasn't heard any dialogue in movies that has moved them. Um, basically, they're not human. One person in response to um, something human. on this. Like, Seriously. Language is what defines us. Language is what separates us from the other creatures on this planet. We can speak to each other about what happened yesterday, what's going to happen tomorrow, how we feel, how we identify, how we are placed in the world. It is language that does all of that. So don't tell me that it doesn't matter. I mean, this one person says, um, I don't announce my sexuality as it does not have anything to do with my services. I am nice to everyone, but do not expect me to change my language. Really? Then you're not being nice. Then, to you're, not being then nice you're not being nice. Then you're not being nice. Come on. Yeah. That is, we're not saying move your house, divorce your husband, buy this car instead of that car. We're not saying change your way of eating. We're saying 
switch around a few words. Yep. Mm-hmm. Switch around a few words. To be accurate. That's it. Seriously? To make room for other people. That's if it. it. If you're, it is actually the smallest goddamn thing you could do. Literally the smallest. The smallest thing you can do to be more inclusive in your life, to uh, be more loving in your life, yes. is to change your language a little bit. Come on. Look, people. Love wins. I don't... What the fuck? And I mean, it isn't... Like, it's like... Okay, I know your name is Suzanne. Yeah. But I don't really like that name. What? So I'm going to call you Frida. Okay? So you are now Frida (laughs) because I don't know what that name is that you have, but it doesn't work with me. So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to change your name. Mm -hmm. What? That... That's That's dumb. That's not cool. That's not cool and that's dumb. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd like to just point out uh, probably this, you know, there's things that just come off as, as stupid. And I'm not trying to attack a particular person and call them stupid necessarily, but that this is, if we look at how people are looking at this, much like you just pointed out here, Kim, with the calling Suzanne Fried a bit. It says <laughs> here, this my new name. The new <laughs> midwifery today um, chose, chose is a Christian camp. I personally don't like that we can't have wine. Oh, okay. But yes, the venue did the not same say thing. no wine drinkers. It said no wine drinking at camp. So I can put on my big girl panties and go without wine for a few days. You cannot go without being who you, you are. are for a few days. I right? Stand if you're there. gay, you can't just decide, okay, today, this weekend, I'm gonna for leave the conference, I'm going to leave this at home and then pick it up later. It's a stupid, idiotic comparison. Can I? I had this thought earlier this morning so and i mean please tell me if i'm speaking out of turn because again i'll tell you i'm why i know you will um (laughs) that's what sisters do so it's like people are like well then just go to the like what jan said well you know come to the next one okay so it's like to me i feel like it's like i probably shouldn't say any of this but um it's like okay you know slavery's over Mm-hmm. And now you want the vote, but unfortunately you can't have the vote because you don't own land. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, you own land now. Okay, well you can't you can't vote because you need to be educated or whatever the the yeah. it went. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, now you have an education. Okay, so I guess you can vote, but we're gonna we're make gonna, it super hard. We're gonna for make you it to really vote. really hard. Yeah. We're gonna yeah. have the polling stations really really far, and because you don't have a way of getting there, mm-hmm. you know that's. Or we're gonna fine. make sure your employers don't let you have a day off to vote yeah. and yeah. so on yeah. and so forth. But it's that same sort of ways of systematically choosing to exclude people mm-hmm. and in appease a, them in a very yeah we're gonna do this but you actually can't really do it so sorry about your luck yeah it's not a real option because it, yes. it's not even on the same continent yeah. no right <laughs> yeah the next one is in europe mm-hmm. so. but it, it's that's it's again it's that systematic erasure of people being able to be show who they up. are yeah. show up and you know have their voices have heard their voices and heard. have their voices included yes uh, maybe that's a stretch. I don't know, but it's not a stretch. So, so I I really want to start talking about what we can do, what we can do. Yeah. So how we can we we're, we're here, the three of us, um, as three heterosexual people who identify as women. Mm-hmm. So so that's privilege that yes. we that we have and that we have to acknowledge. And if I am committed to be an ally for my friends in the in the two S LGBTQ community then I have to give some thought to 
what I'm going to do. My outrage, which is real and palpable, if you can't hear it in my voice, you're not listening. But it's sitting here at this table. But it's not It's not enough. Where can we no. move okay? our asses? It's not, so curling it's not up enough. into a ball and hoping it gets better is not going to work, right? <laughs> never has worked before. <laughs> and it's never going to. Okay, so no. 24 hours. hours. But it's you my favorite way of doing this. I know, I we'll know. We'll give you 24 hours to comfiest. curl up in your ball. Wallow a little bit. 24 okay. hours. There's all, we talked get. about wallow time. Wallow time is 24 wallow hours. Wallow time. And then you got to, here you go, pull up your, your big, big girl, girl panties. Fine. And get word. shit done. So you had said something earlier when we were texting back and forth this morning mm-hmm. about, I think one of the big problems is that people don't know what to do or don't know yes. where to go. Well, so I got the answer. calling names, I have the need, answer for that. We need an answer. Okay. This applies to any social justice issue that you are faced with. If you are interested in becoming an ally... And I know not everybody is, but if you are interested in becoming an ally to any community that has been traditionally oppressed or repressed. Or is currently being guess repressed. What? Just like when you need you want to find out what that rash on your ass is, what do you do? <laughs> you Google it. You Google it. <laughs> the answer to this question, what do I do? How do I become an ally to my two S LGBTQ people? How? How do I become an ally? Google that shit. Mm-hmm. How to be an ally to my gay friend. How do I be an ally to my black friend? How do I be an ally to my friend in a wheelchair? Google it. People have written books, articles, their entire websites devoted to what to do. Uh, look on look, Hashtags on Instagram will tell you what to do. Hashtags on Facebook will tell you what to do. The answer is literally right in your hands. Everybody's phones are right, never like five feet away from them. Pick up your phone and Google that shit. You will know. There will be a list of things to do. The other There's thing probably that I would, Wikipedia on it. Exactly. The other thing that I would also say to people, especially people here in Toronto, in Ontario, in Canada, we have our own provincial uh, Mm -hmm. midwifery body. We have our own Canadian midwifery body. Where where are their words? That's what I want to know. So I'm telling you that today, that's one of the things I'm doing. I am emailing the um, Association of Ontario Midwives. What do they have to say about this? That's a good question. The Canadian Association of Midwives. What do they have to say about this? Yes, I would love to see a statement. And I want to hear a statement because I went looking. An official statement. I want to hear a statement from all of you who are speakers at yes. this conference. Yes, all of I the speakers who are you. speaking at this conference. Where's your voice? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? That's what I want to know. I really do. And I will also say, as doulas, doula, I'm one of the subscribers of the Midwifery Today magazine. Well, I was. I was. And uh, a lot of doulas I know read that. So our own provincial organization of doulas needs to say something. That is a great idea. That's a good That's a good. Point. That is the Association of Ontario Doulas, which I must say you two are devoted uh, board members of. They need the to say something. Devoted. Okay. We are active members of the board. You got deserving. Twitter? Y'all are on Twitter? Y'all are on Facebook? Mm-hmm. Say something stand up for all of the doulas in our community who belong to the community that these people are trying to keep out and exclude it's not okay it's not okay absolutely not so not just as individuals but we need to call out those of us who have a voice those of us who stand on platforms and affect change and influence 
minds, like the Association of Ontario Midwives, they are the ones who are out there fighting for us all the time, supposedly, that's their mm -hmm. job, fighting for everybody. Then you need to speak up about injustice in your community when you see it. So if something is hurting midwives, something is hurting birth workers in general, then all of us need to stand up and say it. So that's what you can do. Write them, email them, call them. Don't just sign that petition. Petitions go nowhere. I they're That's great. Midwifery today knows that everybody's pissed off and yeah, just turning on the computer will tell them that If they're entrenched in their bigoted ideas, they ain't going to do anything. No. no. Organize, get together, form your, do your own shit. Do it. Do your own shit because they don't have your back. No. They don't have your back. Now you know. Now you know. So I'm waiting for the new uh, 2S LGBTQ midwifery magazine to come out. That's mm -hmm. what I want. Screw them. Screw them and their conference. Fuck them and their conference. Well, somebody did say, somebody oh, did, make your own conference if you don't want. You know what? Me and you are on the same page, sister, with that, because I don't want to go to your goddamn stupid conference then, yeah. if that's how it is. No. Well, fuck you. Yeah. Now, at this point, yeah. At this point, yeah, And anyone yeah, who's you. an ally yeah. shouldn't be going to your conference either. That's right. Don't go. Raise your voice. Do something. Speak up. Commit to the internal and the external struggle about all kind of injustices that are around us because that is the only way that things are going to change. And if you want to feel like you're an ally, that's what you got to do because just getting mad is not enough because that's what a lot of people are like, oh my God, this is terrible. Done. It's very easy to sit there at your phone and go, oh, this is bullshit. No, 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 no. You're a terrible person and I hate you and fuck off and all this. But that's not going to change anything. No. You need to... As you say, organize. Yeah, you get want in there, your, make you, your voice heard. Make your voice in heard a con, in a constructive way. way, as opposed to just in a way that's act that actually stands a chance. Yeah. yeah, of doing something. Yeah. So, and again, when we talk about how all of this breaks down and what it looks like, there's been numerous points brought up that I want us to counter. So here's one of those. Things, oh, we will. Okay? Mm -hmm. A midwife's sexual orientation has as much relevance to our work as being a doctor, lawyer, or engineer. How many engineering conferences have workshops on gay or transgender in engineers? We're actually not asking them for a conference on gay or transgender engineers. We're asking that people be who are the head of what they do to be invited to speak, regardless of their topic, mm -hmm. and regardless of how they identify in the world. That pissed me off. That part pissed me off. This is not about them having LGBTQ speakers. This is not about them having, you know, specific issues women related to the community, people of no. color speakers. Yeah. This is about them having it in a venue that excludes people. an entire group of individuals. And yeah. that's what it's about. And it's not just the venue because when they were asked or even offered, they said, "Hey, so and so would love to come speak at this conference." That is what they said no to. We can't because we're not allowed to advertise that person because we can. They that so shows clearly. us we are condoning that so person. So my two points Jesus are: it is Christ. about having that's that. That's that argument. Oh, why do we have you know special interest groups? And it's you not guys, a special, want, oh, I love how this they is call not a special, special interest group. group. It's a person. It's a, it's a group it's of people. Exactly. Exactly. So that's fuck? that's not what it's about. And then so, I lost my second. It is not about your sexuality. It is about oh, being allowed to say. exist and in that the world. I said, what does what does being gay have to do with being a midwife? Well, have you spoken to a gay midwife lately? <laughs> have you spoken? So some people say, what does your color have to do with this and that? Well, 
Have right. you spoken to a person of color to understand how being a person of color affects their everyday existence? Well, then don't sit there and assume that it means nothing. If I'm if I'm not a gay midwife, I don't know how being gay affects her work as a midwife. So if you speak to a gay midwife or a trans midwife, uh, I bet you'd learn that actually, yes, it does influence my work. It influences how you interact with people, the kind of clients that you might take or not take. Mm -hmm. it, it does impact your work as a midwife. It actually does. So that's an ignorant statement right there. Absolutely. Someone who's not As if it doesn't have anything to do with anything. Oh, right, because people. we live in compartments. Today, I'm a midwife, and you leave your gayness at home. You leave your brownness at home, and you're just a midwife. We all walk around and exist in the world every single day as all the different parts of who we are, yeah. and we can't take those things away no. and put them away and put them back on later in the night. And, we as, can't. and that is how yeah. you view midwives as just the professional midwife. Then you invite a professional midwife who just happens to be yeah. gay or black or anything or outside of white and straight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then you invite them because they're the best at what they do. Mm -hmm. They have something important to say. And then if you're saying you don't recognize those other parts about them, then they are absolutely fucking welcome yeah. at that conference. They are absolutely invited to that conference. But you very specifically said, not this time, we're not allowed, and we're not allowed because we chose this space, and we chose this space because of money. Mm -hmm. So you have actively limited the amount of people money over people. you can choose. Yes, money over ethics. That's right. Because this is absolutely an ethical issue. And she keeps bringing up the ACOG. Who gives a flying fuck about the ACOG? What the hell? When has the ACOG ever, like, what the, yeah, who cares? And, that's right. And let's say, I, I, you know what, I, you're right. I've never heard of the ACOG having a problem at their conference with people who are, are anything other than white and straight because they probably take that into that's account. Right. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's why we don't hear about it from them. And they're fucking misogynists. So. Right. Well, that's very <laughs> yeah, true too. So you can so so when Why it's handy when it's handy when it suits your agenda, you're gonna you're gonna call up the ACOG to prop up your perspective. But then on another day, we're gonna talk about how they're shit and they're this and they're that, right? And they're misogynistic. Mm -hmm. What else you got? This is a okay. big. This is a big I, post. It is a big post. Um, I actually ap appreciate her doing this because she pretty much lined up all the bullshit yeah. for us. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks um, for. Thanks for that. Um, they're, they're so, I like what somebody said. Since when have midwives followed the rules? Go drink wine, have sex with who you want, cause um, general mayhem. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Let's cause some mayhem. Yeah. Let's invite people from those communities you're not allowed to, and then have them walk on stage and say, "Excuse me." Yeah. I am A, B, C, or D. Yeah. And I am so excited to be here and talk to you about D, E, F, and G. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the thing, you know, excluding an entire group of people, that's like if you, they keep talking about, you know, this is a learning experience. This is for education, blah, blah, blah. But it's not because you are actively not wanting to learn about an entire group of people mm -hmm. you are actively shutting that down yeah why why would it be so bad to have someone from um a different community talk about what their experience is as a black midwife as an lgbtq midwife as a person of color as a gay person why why can we not sit there and learn about that 
that is education. That is opening things up and Googling that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm so, and then there's people on there who are talking about, well, I've been turned down to speak at uh, black birth workers conference because, because I'm white. And so the, so let's pull out the, like the reverse Oh, reverse, reverse racism. Reverse racism, reverse oh. oppression card. Well, see, this is what's happening to me. Okay, so sorry. So it's okay then to exclude two SLGBTQ people from this conference then? So is that what you're saying? Because I don't get it. Yeah. What's your it. point? Yeah. yeah. And let's also look at this. This is money. They, they chose yeah. money over people. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you people. what she said. Oh, Leslie Everest. I'm so happy she hopped on this. She's, who, who is she? She's a she's a doula, she's doula trainer, motherwit. Motherwit. She is the head the head of motherwit. She's such a lovely individual. Absolutely, kind of nailed this down. This camp Andrew mentions that they don't want people there, not only who are are identifying as LGBTQ plus plus plus, but who condone. Yes. Sexual relations outside of married man woman relationships. Mm-hmm. So, Leslie, much like I, had her children outside of wedlock. Ergo, I'm a walking condonement. That's right. So, I am not welcome there. Yes, I could show up, but then I, I need to not speak in front of anyone who is managing that space about the fact that I had two children at a wedlock. Like, what's going to happen? Am I going to get kicked out? Am I going to be asked to leave? I think a bolt of lightning comes down and strikes you down instantly. You're smited. You're smote. You are smote. You're smote. Yes, there we go. I love that word, actually. Um, Used it on my children a couple times. (laughs) But um, you're narrowing in on one issue when there is more to the insidious story of exclusivity. I'm not saying people shouldn't have their beliefs, but a venue that excludes so many through Midwifery Today, though Midwifery Today claims this conference is for everyone, is not appropriate. So the big issue here is with the is that the advertisement that this is for everyone. That's an issue. It's misleading. Everyone has come back. Mm -hmm. Everyone, Mm -hmm. people included in the everyone, have come back and said we would love to see people who who look different, who, uh, who you know, cover the spectrum of humanity, mm-hmm. not just one. That is what was being put out there. Now other people are coming back and saying, well, yeah, maybe it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah, so let's, let's first be honest in our portrayal of what this conference is. Yeah. We will not, let, like, just say straight up, we will not be having X, Y, and Z. We will only be, we will be limiting our topics to this. Mm-hmm. And... We are actively deciding to not touch on these things because the space that we chose to put our money in mm-hmm. does not condone those. Yeah. Say it straight. I think they would have had a lot less backlash. Actually, I don't think so. I think it just would have been... It just would have been very <laughs> right up front. That's right. So we just... What we're asking for here is, yes, it is absolutely wrong, but we're also saying don't claim it to be something that it's not. That's what I said. That's, what, that's exactly what I said. That's fine. The church, they get to choose absolutely yes. what they want to do with their building and what they want to do with their their venue yeah. and of so on. They do. Absolutely, because there are many, many other. It's not like they're the only ones. So they get to decide that. Midwifery Today gets to decide also. So if you are going to host a conference specifically for the Amish community, the evangelical Christian community, say that. 
Yes, Say absolutely. that, because then I'll just keep scrolling. That's not for me. And keep scrolling. Yes. That is fine if that is for you and if that is who you are, okay? Yeah. There's religious freedom in the United States and in Canada. Go do your thing. But don't advertise that this is a conference for everybody. Don't. It's not. Yeah, and I don't even think that you can have a conference like that under the banner of midwifery today because you've established yourself as supposedly an entity that embraces everybody that represents everybody and this action shows that you 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 actually Do don't so which one is it can't have it both ways no. cheap venues that exclude people and still keep your reputation as somebody that includes everybody you can't have it both ways no you can't I so like, you gotta choose i like how leslie put this here as she was wrapping it up to make um and the conference is intended to be a celebration of all who make up our birth culture. All. Mm -hmm. That means all birthing persons, all supportive persons. Mm -hmm. Until you read the fine print of the venue, to make those who feel hurt by this betrayal, by shaming them for not possessing a sense of maturity, yes. you deem is correct, which is not a... <laughs> I'm sorry, you are, you are not mature if you cannot look at the other side. Um, is gaslighting. Yes. yes. I, I, lo I love Jan Triton. I value midwifery today, as many of us do. But this venue decision was a, is bad news and unequivocally unthoughtful. I hope you will st still see me as an adult for my thoughts about this. Actually, I really don't care if someone sees me as an adult. What I am is open. Yes. What I, am, I might or might not be an adult. There's many people who are adults who act like they're four years old. There's many people who are bullying, so stop that dumbass shit. Yeah. Um, it, it does not serve us to bully others. No. It serves us to look at our own agendas, to look at our own thoughts, and think, how can I do better? That is how we are served. So if this is all about money, if this decision was made purely on the idea of money, then spend your money wisely. Maybe don't put your money into an organization into some place that is going to be openly so overtly exclusive maybe we don't go to this conference if you as we said if you are not an ally if you are not you know going to be openly accepted and stop that subscription and money stop is the money is going to power. yes absolutely mm -hmm. get off of their page get yeah. off of their follows yeah. Get off of their subscription list. I think I follow them on Twitter. Who's I'm that? To... Midwifery Today. Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Yeah. Whoa. I have such a headache now. So all of these things. What's the SJW? Pardon me? SJW? Yeah, somebody's saying the SJW attack. What's SJW? I want to know. Somebody said, this is, this is all of, this, it is directed at the SJWs who started this foolishness, I'd say from your recent post that you Social justice warriors. warriors. Ah. Oh, I see. No, yeah. actually, I, 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 well, yes, I guess I am a social justice SJ, warrior. SJWBS. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That's so, <sighs> the social justice warrior attack survival guide. And somebody said, I have one advice for Jen. Do not apologize. Mm. It's just a, you know what? Fuck them all. Fuck them all. If Midwifery you're not today, to fucking canceled. Yeah. Oh, you're canceled. Canceled. I just stopped following Done. them on Twitter. Yeah. There I'm you go. Stop I'm following a, them I'm on gonna Twitter. I'm going to follow them for a little bit more <laughs> so that I can say some more shit on Twitter and, and then I'll and then I'll. But it's going to them. be, it's 
what does Michelle say? We go high. When they go low, we go high. So yeah. don't go with this whole, you know, berating, bullying. No, nope, no berating. Twitter. No, just Get actionable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So anything that I've said is not. You're very articulate, so I can't see you resorting to oh, fuck you. And some of these people Somebody did back. say fuck you, and I said, listen, sister, if you're ready to dish it out, you best be ready to take it back. You don't say fuck you to somebody <laughs> or that <laughs> and expect them not to throw shit back at you. Yeah. Like somebody on that side said fuck you too. So this, someone else came back with, I stand with you and all my, I stand with you, Deb. And Jan, with you and all my elders rooted in traditional midwifery and reality. Um, traditional midwifery was meant to serve all, yes. which means we have to be welcoming of those who represent all. Yeah. And, and let's, and let's not get midwifery. started as far, as far as traditional goes, where it was not necessarily all white women either. That's because right. Because it was, you know, indigenous folks. It was... Which means it was not straight either. No! <laughs> Because guess what? Those, the, um, the traditional midwives that they're talking about, those women who lived on the edge of the village. Yes. Who were, were not called married. up in the middle of the night. Those were not those traditional women. Those no. were not women. In, with, with, uh, those were all the women who lived on the fringes of those That's societies. Right. Those are the women who had the freedom. To yes. get up at 2 a.m. and stay at a birth for 12 hours yeah. because they had they didn't have their own babies at home. They didn't have their husbands at home. So traditional midwives actually don't look like you. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. get that right. And where a lot of that knowledge came from, that core base of midwifery knowledge that started the whole thing. Let's also forget how so many midwives of color in the American South oh, yeah. were persecuted relentlessly and harassed till that form of healthcare and maternity care died out. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget where you got so much of those skills from. Yes. So give me a break. And do you want to wonder why some of those women lived supposedly alone on the outskirts of town and were not married? Hmm. You really think those women were straight? Well, they may have been. Well, they may have been. But 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 I'm going to tell you, there's a whole lot of reason why she was not married. Yeah. Yeah, there's got to be more than one reason. Not because nobody wanted her. She could have chosen. She didn't want. Yes. For one reason or another. They weren't all heads. Sure. (laughs) No. No. I'm going to say very many few of them were. They weren't Mm -hmm. all warty witches. They were just not in line with what you thought should be. That's right. right. But they weren't too far down below for you to to have them. So so fuck you you for claiming, you know, to be the voice of... An elder midwife. An elder midwife. Fuck you, elder midwife. We get to decide who our elders are. You kind of point yourself an elder. How the fuck does that work? Or is it because you're old? It's Say, funny. call it for what it is. You're old. You're an old midwife. Okay, I'm an elder doula. Yeah. I called myself an elder doula once. Uh-huh. And some new newbie doula that was in my training said, you're not. Yeah. Well, she meant that you don't look old. Oh, That's no, what that she isn't meant. what she meant. What she meant then. She meant that I, I was not, I had not been around long enough okay. to have actually. Oh, fuck it's like, her. Mm, Whatever. Fuck you. Yeah. But anyways. You, you get to decide. So you don't get, on the one hand, to uphold uh, traditional elder midwives as some c- sort of gold standard. And then, when you're not one yourself? At, uh, and then at the same time say that people who are different, midwives who are different, are not, are not uh, allowed to be in certain places. Uh-uh. You can't do that. You cannot no. have it both ways. No, you cannot. Oh, my God. 
Oh my god, I have to pee. What is it? It has been an hour. just over an hour. Look at that. We're Look doing pretty that. good. All right, let's take a break. I don't know. Are we? <laughs> let's take a break. Yeah, yeah, I need to fill up my water bottle. All right, and I gotta pee. pee. No, I'm going first. Okay. Stop. <laughs> All right. We're, we're back. back. Yeah, we keep saying that. We're back. We're yeah. back. We're always back. Yeah. I'm so, sitting here eating crackers like I'm six weeks pregnant. Yeah. Because I'm so noxious. Your morning with a sickness is uh, kicking in there. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Sometimes See, yes, I'm, I'm not pregnant because I'm she's not almost pregnant. 50. <laughs> Hey, I'm not pregnant because I'm a period. Well, I, haven't had, I haven't had. <laughs> I'm not period oh. because I'm 52 and I had my tubes tied 20 years ago. All so, right, there no. you go. I, I don't think I ever knew you had your tubes tied. I didn't know that. I sure did. You I shut sure down did. the factory. Shut well, it down. No more humans coming out of my <laughs> vagina. That's what <laughs> I decided at that. And my husband at the time refused to get a vasectomy. Like he literally refused. Oh, what? Uh, mine had the appointment, and then. Somebody told them some horrible story, and that appointment was fucking canceled. Oh my god! It's like, okay, well, I guess I'll go back. Nope, I told them. Do you know what it entails for me to have a tubal ligation, dude? Yeah, exactly. Compared to what you have to go through for a vasectomy, didn't move them in the least. It's one of the reasons why I divorced them. <laughs> so yes, so there you go. I cannot get pregnant, and it has been uh, tremendously wonderful to have all kinds of sex without worrying about. <laughs> I can tell you how getting pregnant just like was like a cloud hanging over me like for decades. Oh please, then, it's because you look at men and get pregnant. It's like <laughs> yeah, I get pregnant really easily. So, so it was like a real free freedom. So I, I'm grateful to him for that for refusing his stupid vasectomy. But I'm mad at him for refusing. Yeah. <laughs> so well, there I you go. I haven't had sex in an eternity, so there's no way any babies are coming out of me. Yeah. All right. So. Can we I have one of those crackers? They just look really good. They're really good. Sea They're salt, little oh. sea salt crackers from President's Choice. They just yeah. keep breaking. There you go. That Thank one you. was a little broken. Crispy. All right. All right. So we have a story. This is, um, so we've heard some stories from Tara mm. Saveline from Gow Go Round. Mm-hmm. Um, she has now moved to Sudbury, I think. Um, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Sudbury is far, far away from Toronto. It's way yeah. the fuck up there. That's oh, where it is. I know. Northern Ontario. I've been there recently. Mm-hmm. Um, my son wants to go to university there, so mm-hmm. that'll be fun. Um, but at least I'll have somebody there <laughs> if he gets into trouble. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, Terry, you can go help him out. Yeah. All right. He hasn't even gotten in yet. I don't know why I'm getting all excited. All right. So here we go. Hey, doulas. As promised, here is my last birth story. The birth that inspired me to become a doula. So we all have those. After the birth of my daughter by cesarean, I felt pretty good, had an easy recovery, but despite my fairly low expectations for the birth, I couldn't help but feel disappointed and somewhat like I failed in being able to birth my baby vaginally. I just felt that giving birth is what women's bodies were made for and that I should have been able to do it. I saw the OB for my six-week check, and he mentioned to me that I would be a good candidate for VBAC for my next birth. In that moment, I became determined to do things differently. The next time around, about six months later, I met a woman who told me she was a doula. I didn't know uh, what that was, and when she explained it to me, I said, I wish I'd met you before I had my daughter. She gave me her card, and I tucked it away for next time. Fast forward to about a year later, and I was pregnant again. Again, I had an implantation. A year later? A year later. Ah. 
I had, again, I had implantation bleeding around eight to 10 weeks and thought for sure I was going to miscarry again since I hadn't taken Clomid fertility drug this time, but all was well. Other than that, the pregnancy was uneventful. I love the uneventful ones. Mm-hmm. I hired the doula that I had met the year before, and I watched what I ate in hopes of not growing a baby over nine pounds this time. I was due March 7th, two days before my daughter's second birthday, and had an OB appointment that day and consented to a stretch and sweep. Oh, I hate those. Um, as I was desperate not to go overdue and be induced this time, since I felt that was the contributing factor to my C-section. Later that day, I started to lose my mucus plug and had a few tightenings that weren't painful at all. Yay, I mucus! Just, yay! <laughs> I decided to walk on my mom's treadmill for a while in hopes of encouraging labor. I think I even tried jogging a bit, but nothing much happened the rest of the day. <laughs> like, jogging? Jogging. Can you imagine jogging. jogging at You should have videotaped pregnant? that, Tara. I would have loved to have I seen that. I would have loved that. to have seen that, too. Um... I think I even tried jogging for a bit. I went to bed hopeful that something more would happen in the morning. I ended up having a pretty comfortable night with contractions that were just enough to keep me awake, but not quite enough to make my husband to wake my husband or call my doula. Finally, around 4 a.m., they seemed regular and intense enough to wake my husband. He got up. We timed a few contractions and decided to call the doula around 5:30 a.m. I was starting to panic a bit and having a hard time getting through. Oh, and had a hard time getting through them. I had a contraction while on the phone with her, and she talked me through it with some deep breathing. I immediately relaxed and felt better. I found the deep breathing so much easier to do and more effective than the Lamaze breathing I had learned in prenatal classes I had taken during my last pregnancy, and I was so happy to have found Lisa, my doula, and I knew she was going to be a big help. My contractions were pretty consistent at five minutes apart and lasted close to a minute, so she agreed to come over as soon as she dropped her kids off at daycare when it opened at 7 a.m. Unfortunately, by the time she got there, the contractions had slowed right down. I was pretty discouraged, but she gave me a pep talk and assured me that I hadn't imagined labor and that things would likely pick up again later. She told me to just go about my day as usual and call her when or if anything changed. I told my husband he might as well go to work as I wanted him to have as much time off after the baby as possible, so didn't want him to waste a day. He was worried about leaving me, so I made plans to spend the day with my mom so I would have help with my daughter and wouldn't be alone. I went over to my mom's and sat in a rocking chair for a while, which felt good. I continued having contractions throughout the day, but they weren't strong or regular. I decided to go to the mall and look for a tricycle at Toys R Us for my daughter's birthday, which was the next day. While at the mall, the contractions started to ramp up in intensity, and I started having to stop and breathe through them. We ran into a few people that we knew and couldn't believe, and they couldn't believe that I was walking around the mall in labor and urged me to go to the hospital, which I found amusing. We found the tricycle, and my mom suggested we leave because I started getting grumpy with her and my daughter. Since it was soon time for my husband to be home from work, my mom dropped me off at home, and I think he he was actually there when we got there, and we soon decided to call Lisa, the doula, again. She came over, and we labored at home for a couple of hours until I decided I was ready to move to the hospital. I was getting pretty uncomfortable and couldn't sit or lay down. I found the best positions... I found the best positions were either standing or swaying or kneeling backwards on the couch... Uh, and leaning forward over the back. After a short, uncomfortable ride to the hospital, ugh, car rides are the worst, 
we were admitted and I had a vaginal exam revealing that I was four centimeters. I was so disappointed. <laughs> four Once, centimeters is good. Exactly. Once we got all settled in our room and I had an initial bit of monitoring and was allowed to get up out of bed, Lisa suggested I try the shower. I held the handheld shower. Jack, can you sit down? Um, I lost my place. I held the handheld shower, letting the warm water wash over my belly, and it felt amazing in between the contractions. But I couldn't stand it during, so I would drop it. Then the contractions started and would spray everywhere, sucking my husband and Lisa every time. Every time I apologized afterwards, but I did it again anyway. I just couldn't help it, and uh, they got used to jumping out of the way. I thought my husband and Doula made a good team. Lisa was my coach, and Paul, my husband, was my emotional support. My husband later told me that he felt a little bit like he had been demoted, but I told him I just really wanted him to be there in the moment, experiencing everything with me, and not to have been the one suggesting position changes or coaching me with breathing. After several hours of the hospital, I decided I wanted an epidural. I got the epidural and soon felt relief. This time I didn't have back labor, so I was able to rest. We all decided to try and get some sleep. We rested for about an hour, and then I started feeling the contractions again and woke up and woke Lisa up, saying I thought I was going to be sick. She grabbed a basin just in time and told the nurse the epidural wasn't working and I was going to be given a top-up, but they didn't do much. But that but it didn't do much. I felt like the epidural had completely worn off and really wanted out of bed, but they wouldn't let me because of the epidural. I kicked my legs around trying to show them how much feeling and control I had in them, and they said that they would call the quote-unquote candy man to see if he could fix the epidural. They offered me gas in the meantime, which I gladly accepted. I can't say that the gas took the pain away, but it gave me something to do and focus on during the contractions and then made me feel quite relaxed in between. During one of the contractions, I finally made a guttural sound. I love that sound. Yep. It was completely involuntary and just happened. And the nurse asked me if I was pushing and only then did I realize I was. They checked me and I was fully dilated and they said I could go ahead and push like I had like I had a choice. Pushing was such a relief. I don't think people understand that. People are always afraid of the pushing part, but God, it feels so good to finally be able to do something. Now I didn't have to simply endure the contractions. I could work with them. Yep. I didn't push long at all before my son was born and placed on my chest at 7.52 a.m. on March 9th, my daughter's second birthday. It was the best feeling. I was euphoric. He was 7 pounds, 7 ounces, almost 2 pounds smaller than my daughter had been. And I was so proud of myself for having a successful VBAC and felt so powerful and like I could do anything. I realized that Lisa had been a huge help to me, and I wasn't sure I would have been successful without her. And I decided soon after the birth that I would love to help women the same way that she helped me. I researched how to become a doula and took my training when my son was six months old. And the rest, as they say, is history. Thanks for reading my stories. I have enjoyed writing them and enjoyed listening to your podcast every week. Keep up the great work. Tara. Thank you, Tara. There you go. Thank you for all of that and for sharing all of your stories with us. Yes. Thank you very much. Exactly. We've we've um, tried to end it on a happy note. Yes. That is a lovely note. Yes. yes. Because we had a lot of like heavy, angry, sad words to say to you this week. Yeah. And last week. And, <laughs> and last well, week too. Oh well, no, God. they won't have seen. Remember, I'm oh, going to post right. this one first. This. We're gonna, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is pertinent. Because this is relevant. So, so what we're saying is, 
the week after this podcast, there's another kind there's of another, there's another kind of bunch like of bullshit sadness. And maybe we could make next week the one that we we could we could hold that other one off. Yes, yeah, just so okay, that we don't it out. depress you too much, yeah. make you quit doula work in droves because <laughs> this is the bullshit that goes on in the birth world. Uh, well, surprise, surprise, it's gonna go on in all in the. Because anything life, that you do, life because is that's, political. yeah, that's what it is. Because the personal is political. Gloria Steinem said that, not me, and nope. she's right. It's true. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna eat my crackers now. All right. Go out there, kick some shit around, do disturb stuff, do good work. It's gonna be hard, but stand by you your can convictions. Do it. Do it. Yeah. And support your friends. Yeah. Okay. Support your friends. Do what's right. All right. Okay, and come back next week. Yeah. Please? Yeah, unless we lost anybody. And in which case, don't don't let the door hit hit you. (laughs) Or or actually let it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It catches the back of your heel. Ow. (laughs) That does Like a a grocery cart that hits the back. I love it when my kids help at the grocery store, but I want to walk behind them. Yeah. Because you're going to ram me. You know you're going to do it. Hit my Achilles. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. We love you.